Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. I oftentimes hear owners and directors talk to me about their frustration in the staff's inability to think big picture. And today's episode is really about understanding how to help our staff to really think in this big picture mindset, because it's not something that necessarily comes to them by default or in their ability to just really look at things from a high level perspective. You see, staff are in the day-to-day. They're in the minutiae. And the very nature of being in the minutiae is we struggle with pulling ourselves out to see the big picture. So I did a training inside the Director's Inner Circle and Owner's HQ program in my strategic advisory. So every single Monday morning, I do a 15-minute mindset training for our members called Strategic Advisory. Today's episode is an excerpt of that strategic advisory. I talk about the challenge of helping people understand how to look at things from less of productive and efficient and more from a place of design. I talk about how to really sit in meetings and conversation with staff to look at big picture versus details. I give some practical strategies of how to have these conversations with their team, like allocating time to thinking big picture and identifying the current touch points and meetings that you have with staff. I also talk about some simple tips on spending time uninterrupted thinking about writing your ideas, your thoughts, and your questions. I give some very specific guidelines for standards of the meetings that you want to conduct with your staff on big picture. This is a huge step in building a culture of promotion, belonging, and community when your staff can learn how to ask the right questions, look for great ideas, and continue to be part of this big picture puzzle that you're trying to create and you need their help. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode on how to get your staff to think big picture. Good morning and welcome everyone to this week's strategic advisory. 
I'm really excited about today's conversation because today we're going to be talking about how to help your team think big picture, how to help your staff start to understand how they could start thinking big picture. I very often hear owners, this mainly kind of comes from owners, but also directors where we struggle with helping our team understand how to not only look at the minutiae, how to not only look at here's your part of the picture, your little details that you're responsible for, but also help the team understand here's the bigger context of what's going on. Here's the bigger projects and objectives of what we're really trying to achieve as an organization, as a company. And what happens is, is that when our teams or the executors of bigger picture goals are only focused on their details. What happens is, is there starts to become a lot of broken links in hitting specific goals. Because when everyone's head is down and they're only like, this is what I need to do and I did my job. Yes, but you're part of an entire infrastructure, which means if another part of the team broke or there's you know a cog that is clogged, but you continue to do your part, it doesn't really help us reach the goal, right? There's a famous government joke where person was walking down the street and there was a new pavement on the highway where they were building, where they were planting these trees. So there's three people in the process of planting these trees. Someone has to dig the hole. Someone needs to put in the new plant, the new tree, and then cover up the remaining part of the soil, right? So it's three people. This person digs, this person plants, this person covers up the mud. And so this person's observing and he's watching these two people. One person digs a hole and then the other person comes and covers up the hole that he dug. And then they go to the next thing and they dig a hole and the person covers it up. And he's like, I don't understand. What are you doing? Like, why are you digging and covering? You didn't even put anything inside. And they're like, oh, well, the person who's supposed to plant the trees didn't show up today. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be doing our job. So I'm digging and he's planting. Now, it sounds really funny because it's like, that's ridiculous. And that's the reason it's a government joke is because that's the epitome of government, right? Where it's like, well, I'm just going to show up and get paid. You know, it doesn't matter if the other person wasn't here, I'm going to do my job. But the power of how it shows in our schools is very visceral because you'll have a lot of times where teachers will come and they'll do something. And it's like, why are you doing this? The other person isn't here or you haven't heard the whole story yet. And it's like, yeah, but I'm supposed to do my job. So I'm doing what I need to do. If you're resonating with this, if you're like, yes, like this happens very often in my school where, you know, a person from the admin team or a teacher or a lead teacher needs to do a curriculum meeting and it's just, they're so stuck in doing their job or checking off their to-do list or getting their thing done that they're forgetting to see that there's other moving pieces in ensuring that the project actually moves forward. And It's not coming from a place of bad intention or not wanting to be accountable or whatever it is. It's actually coming from a place of just not understanding what it is that they're doing, what it is that they're actually building. And there are so many stories and kind of metaphors or parables that really explain so many of these things, right? There's another story where a person was churning this windmill from the inside and the whole time that he was churning, he thought he was churning bread or kind of grinding this flour on the other side. And as long as he knew that something was going on on the other side, it kept him motivated. But one day he went out into the field and he actually saw that he wasn't doing anything. He was just turning this wheel and it wasn't doing anything. And it completely demoralized him. He was like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't doing anything. Understanding the bigger picture, understanding that your work, what you're doing is contributing to something meaningful and is contributing to the continued growth and legacy of an organization is integral 
to our ability to continue to show up, to our ability to continue to generate our own commitment and our own motivation in what it is that we're doing every single day. And so helping our team understand big picture is a skill. So some of you, especially those of you that are owners in our owners group or in our legacy group, you understand this concept of big picture because that's the way your brain is wired. Your brain is wired to constantly look at what is the bigger picture here? What am I trying to achieve? What is actually happening here? Those are questions that you're constantly asking yourself, right? This is what I talk about often for those of you that have watched our time blocking training in our owner's HQ group, the school leader scorecard. And so one of the things that I talk about in that training is that as an owner, the questions you need to ask yourself is, what do I need to build, create, and design? Versus when you're in the director's inner circle, the questions that you're asking yourself are, what do I need to do? Because you're very much in the doing phase, right? You need to be doing and executing and taking care of all these things. And so when you're the doer, your brain is looking at details. When you're the designer and the creator and the visionary, your brain is looking at big picture. So just give me a yes in the comments if you're seeing the differentiation between the two of these, right? The challenge is, is that when you only sit in the doing and the creating of the details and all of those things, and you don't take time to come out for air and see big picture, the details of what you're focused on, you not only get sucked in minutia, you actually stop being productive and efficient because you never stop to ask, is what I'm doing actually important? Is this actually valuable, right? And then when you only sit in the visionary, creation, design, and building, you lose sight of, okay, but there are 80 steps to actually do this project, right? There's, you know, six to 12 months of meetings and project scoping to accomplish this big vision that you have, right? I set vision all the time where I'm vision casting for the team. And sometimes it'll be like, okay, so this project is like two years out. And I'm like, really? I was kind of thinking we could do that in two months, right? So because again, my understanding of these little details that are there is like, I just don't see it. And nor do I want to go so deep down because then your brain can only hold so much, right? And so your brain becomes so full of all of that, that you can no longer think big picture. So there's this beautiful dance that we're making between seeing big picture, getting into the details, seeing the details, coming back up for big picture. So today I'm going to give you some practical strategies of how to start these conversations with your team. Okay, so let's start with number one. The first thing, and it sounds so simple, is allocate time for thinking big picture. So all of you have staff meetings, whether that's once a month you meet with your teachers, whether your directors are meeting with your individual age group of teaching teams once a week to discuss curriculum, whether your program directors are doing that or your assistant directors are talking to the teachers about, you know, child behavior, whatever it is, there are consistent touch points that you are having with staff to talk about things. What are some of the meeting cycles that you currently have, the current touch points that you have with staff, right? If you're following the Directors Inner Circle and Owners HQ journey, you definitely have one-on-one check-ins. You have your huddles, right? You have your performance reviews. Those are some of those kind of less frequent conversations. But let me know in the comments, what are those frequent conversations, whether that's weekly staff meetings or your huddles, whatever those things are, what are those touch points? Because now I'm going to direct you towards how you create intentional time 
in the already meetings that you have for big picture thinking, right? A big thing of schools of excellence is we're not looking at doing more. We're looking at whatever we already have and optimizing it, right? Nobody needs more things on their to-do list. Everyone is already overworked and overwhelmed and overcommitted. No one needs any extra things on their calendar. And so I want you to let me know in the comments, what are you already doing? And I'm going to direct you towards how to create intentionality in those conversations for big picture thinking. Okay. So maybe I need to be asking different questions. I feel like I'm missing something here with myself. I'm not super resignation because I guess I look at things differently. Okay. I'm not sure what you're sharing here, but whoever wrote this, just rephrase that for me in the comments so I can help you. Okay. So some things that we have here, we have weekly admin planning meetings. Okay. We have one-on-ones leadership meetings with happen once a month, and then we have daily check-ins. Okay. We have one-on-ones operational meetings, beautiful, quarterly staff meetings, monthly staff meetings, company-wide staff meetings, monthly one-on-ones, weekly observations, beautiful. Okay. Thank you all for sharing these. So when we look at your weekly staff meetings or your monthly staff meetings, you want to create a specific time block within those staff meetings that are about big picture thinking. Because what happens is, is It's very easy to right away get stuck in the day-to-day because there's a million things that happen every day, right? So when you create an opportunity for staff to talk about issues that are going up, wins that are happening, milestones, generating ideas or new creativity in the classroom, there's always going to be stuff to talk about when it comes to those little things. There's no shortage of creative ideas. There are no shortage of issues and there are no shortage of celebrations and milestones that people are hitting. Okay, give me a yes in the comments if that rings true for you. There's never a shortage of creative ideas. There is never a shortage of issues to talk about. There's never a shortage of celebrations or milestones. There's always going to be that because if you're in the classroom and you're working with kids, which are moving targets, you are always going to have those in your classroom, period, right? And in your center. Every idea leads to another idea. Sometimes you're sitting to prepare for a difficult conversation and you really just wish you had kind of this script or this teleprompter sitting in front of you telling you exactly what to say in this specific moment. And I know that if you're listening to this, you're laughing or nodding to yourself like, yeah, a teleprompter would be great during difficult conversations. Well, enter the scripts workbook. Schools of Excellence created a workbook with over 40 different scripts, which are essentially your teleprompter points to have different conversations with teachers, with parents, with administration, with leadership on all different topics like accountability, buy-in, policy changes, infrastructure changes, boundaries, all the things that you need help and guidance where you really just wish you had like, okay, just tell me how to start the conversation or how do I end this conversation or what do I do when this starts happening? All of those things are in the scripts workbook. Not only do we have guidance on how to lead conversations, we also have email templates of how to have conversations, email and phone scripts to help you and your staff also get on the phone when you need to have conversations with parents as well. So if you want this unique scripts workbook, check the link in the show notes. All the details are inside of there. I hope you check it out so that you can have your own mini little teleprompter next to you for difficult conversations. So how do we recreate that? Well, part of your staff meeting or the curriculum part is created space to think through 
What are the big goals that the company has this quarter in relation to big picture, right? We can't just say, okay, now we're thinking big picture. No, you need to bring, these are the big goals of the organization for next 90 days or the next six months. These are the big goals that we're working on. And this is why when you're in the Owner's HQ program, why it's so critical to come to those priority reset calls, to come to the monthly coaching calls, to book those leadership calls with myself, to book the one-on-ones with Sharon, because this is where you're consistently refining. Are these goals still making sense? And do I have them articulated well enough for me to be able to communicate them to my staff, right? Because when you create this allotment of time for big picture thinking, you're coming as the CEO or as the director of that center and saying, these are the big company goals. This is what we're working towards. As a company, we're all working towards being more intentional with our language with children, specifically when we're playing with them. This is a big goal that we have. And so the next hour and a half, we're going to be dedicating towards looking at what we're doing every single day in relation to this big picture goal. So when we're looking at big picture, one of the things that are super helpful specifically with staff or administration is helping them understand how their day-to-day habits impact big picture, right? So a teacher doesn't need to look at big picture in the way that an owner does, nor should they, right? The owner's casting vision for a world that doesn't exist right now and a world that she's currently creating. That is the power of the CEO and the visionary. They are creating a world. They are creating a school that doesn't exist right now. Right? This is what it means to be a true visionary. A teacher is not a true visionary, but a teacher needs to be able to think a drop outside of her day-to-day operations and her day-to-day tasks to be able to create alignment with the world that the new CEO is trying to build. Okay? Like understand the differentiation here. You're thinking big picture. You're creating something that never existed before, right? When I think big picture, when it comes to the Summit of Excellence, the Summit of Excellence, our event that we just created, doesn't exist, right? It never existed in the childcare space. There's no one in the childcare space that is creating the event that we created at the Summit of Excellence. That is what big picture thinking is, right? Creating something from nothing that doesn't exist right now. And then you have your team and your executors who are coming and saying, how are we going to create this big picture vision? What do we need to do to create something that doesn't exist right now? So when you're sitting down with your staff and you're saying, these are the big goals, now you're helping them go little bitty. What are your day-to-day habits and how are they connected to big picture? That's the first link in the chain that you're helping them create to big picture. So again, big goals. You need clarity on that. And then you create this time and space for, okay, what is one habit that if you stop doing it, you would create more alignment with the big vision? What is one habit that you can start doing that would create more alignment with the big company goals and the big picture? Another big thing when you're doing big picture thinking with staff is telling them one of the standards of the next hour and a half is removing all assumptions and biases. When I think big picture, I have to unshackle myself from any assumptions, biases, or best practices that exist in the world. Because as a visionary, if I'm going to create a world that doesn't exist, I have to unshackle myself from, well, this is what all people do. Those are, you know, best practices, or this is what this happens, and these are my biases, or these are my assumptions, or these are what the big, you know, head honcho people do, or this is what the big multi-billion dollar companies do. So I should probably do that because that's how they created success. You have to unshackle yourself from all of that if you want to create something magical. And you are in schools of excellence because you don't want 
just what everyone else is doing. You're creating something beautiful. You're creating something extraordinary, right? But it's built from ordinary moments. And so at these staff meetings, you have to tell staff, this is an invitation for you to remove all assumptions and biases of what you're currently doing. We're going to suspend that and you're going to invite new ideas, right? How can we go about our days differently if this is the connection to the bigger picture goal? This is a disruption of thinking. They're going to look at you like you have horns coming out of your head. The first time, it's not going to go great. It's going to kind of go like, okay, what are we supposed to think about? Each of you have a notebook. We're going to spend 10 minutes of uninterrupted thinking. Put your cell phones down, sit in your own quiet space, and sit for 10 minutes and think. Because the first three minutes are going to be ridiculously painful. And then after three minutes, your brain is actually yet quiet enough to start thinking about something different. Our brains are so full of noise. They are so full of a million things that are going on down to, did I turn stove off? And is the kitchen sink still leaking? To how do I create this idea for my classroom? What's connecting with you right now? What are you hearing? What do you like about what I shared so far? Because then I'm going to share with you two more strategies. And I think what we're going to do, Nicolina, is maybe we'll create this into like a quick PDF with like the steps that I shared. So it could be easy for you guys to reference to. If you would like that, just give a yes in the comments. If we have enough people that want it, we could possibly create that for you guys. Because this is kind of a bigger concept of strategic advisory than what we've usually done. Question, do you have strategies to get teachers to start thinking aligning with big picture if they are nervous to share? Yes. So this just becomes a standard of the meeting. Everyone is going to share. Okay. So you can all, if you have a lot of people that are just like, don't talk, you can give out sticky notes and you can tell everyone that they need to put their ideas on a sticky note. And then you're going to read them anonymously. And then slowly through enough exposure, people are going to be comfortable to share their own ideas with their names, right? Without being anonymous. But you need to just start creating the standard first. We share in this company. We talk in this company, right? This is one of the things I talk about at the live event. I say this at the beginning. We're all going to share here. There's open mic. Everyone's going to be talking. Everyone's participating. This is not a conference where you came to listen to me talk to you and then you leave. This is an engagement. This is an experience. You need to set that standard at your staff meetings. This is an experience. You are not here to listen to me talk at you. If it was, I could do a quick webinar or a voice memo and just send it to you guys. And we don't need to sit in a meeting, right? For those of you that have not watched yet, one of the trainings that we have in our program called Effective Meeting Blueprint, I talk about how most meetings could be an email or a voice memo. Don't bring your staff in for a conversation that you could just record and talk to them. Meetings are about engagement. They're about people talking and debating and sharing conversation and generating ideas and disrupting thinking and looking at things from different perspectives. They're not for you to just talk at your people. Just give them an email or write up a PDF document, right? Or create an ebook or record a podcast for them. Like if you just need to talk to them and just give them information, a meeting is not the only way to do that. Okay. You love the journaling idea. Yes, journaling, right? Teaching the practice of journaling, allowing time for staff to think through thoughts. Question, could the journaling happen during the one-on-ones or would it feel weird? I don't know that I would take one-on-ones for journaling time unless it was like a different kind of focus. I think when everyone's kind of journaling together, it creates this kind of group thing where it's like, okay, we're all doing this and it feels awkward and weird, but we're all doing the awkward and weird together. So I want to just kind of wrap up today's conversation because I shared with you a lot of different things. So the reason why it is important for our teams 
to think big picture and to look at their daily habits and their activities in a link, in connection with big picture goals and the vision of the company is because that is how you create consistent alignment and buy-in and retention, right? And connection with company culture. It's also how you stop getting as frustrated when you're like, oh my gosh, like, how are you still doing that? Like, that doesn't make sense anymore. Well, it still makes sense to me if I'm only looking in my little tunnel here or in working in silo, right? Or working inside my own echo chamber. Of course, it still makes sense. The other reason why you want to help teachers and administration start thinking big picture is because this is one of your steps in building a culture of promotion. When you can start seeing who actually can think big picture, who asks really good questions, who can generate great conversation. I got my eyes on you, right? I got my eyes on you. I'm going to start training you. I'm going to start having different conversations with you because in six to 12 months, you might be ready for a promotion. Or maybe in two years, you're ready to take over another center that we're looking to build, right? This is where you or thinking uber big picture and looking at who is going to continue to start being part of the puzzle that you're building and the world that you're creating that doesn't exist yet. Okay. The other reason that you want to help teachers understand big picture is because when they can journal, when they can think, when they can ask different questions, their classrooms are going to operate differently. When teachers can learn to ask bigger picture questions, they'll have less behavioral issues because they're actually going to ask questions around does this transition still make sense? Can we look at it a little bit differently? If our goal is to transition the children safely, calmly, well, is are these activities helping generate a culture of calmness and safety? Maybe not. Maybe we can tweak this. Maybe we could pull out this part of the transition, put this in instead, and it will create more calmness. What if all of your classrooms were operating in that way, right? Where they're asking different questions. They're generating different questions. They're asking different, they're looking at things from a different perspective. Okay. Thank you everyone for joining us for today's strategic advisory. I know this was kind of a micro training, essentially. We are going to create kind of a little PDF with some questions and guidelines for you, because this is going to be super important for anyone that wants to start implementing this for your next staff meeting. So we'll kind of have a little cheat sheet for you of like, okay, here's how I create the standards. Here's what I should have conversation about. And again, I saw a lot of yeses in the comments of people that want that. So just write, you know, cheat sheet or whatever it is. So Michalina can see who really wants this. And then we can put that as part of our project board and create something for you guys. Because again, I think it'll be super helpful. Let me just see if there's any other quick questions here. I love that meetings are not supposed to be a list of talking points, but rather a mindset shift. Yes, Taylor, definitely get into our training that we have on effective meaning blueprint. I don't know where you are exactly in the roadmap, but definitely check that out um, because that will help a lot with a mindset shift. Take care, everyone. All the best. One of the skills that we really want our teachers to have is confidence and resilience. I hear so many times leaders talking about they really want this teacher to develop their confidence or up-level their confidence and also enhance their frustration level and their ability to tolerate adversity and challenges. And that's what resiliency really is, which is why Schools of Excellence created the confidence and resiliency training for your staff. This is a 90-minute training that you can use at professional development for your team to walk them through the skills, the mindset shift, the tools, 
and the habits to become more confident and resilient in the day-to-day work that they're doing with the children and the families. This unique training also comes with a facilitator's guide where I give you the tools on how to really facilitate this training so that they're not just staring at the screen and watching me speak and train, but you're really using this guide to facilitate reflective questions, prompts for exercises, so that they complete the training with actual tools and new skills to become more confident and more resilient. You could check the link in the show notes to learn more. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.